Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire. That's right, everybody. This is a Fondazi Fire podcast, and this is the show where we ask the question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but today, today the answer is more front gate. (laughs) Yeah. I am your host, Adam the Rombaro Soko, and with me as always is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie Mighty Mouse Matryoshka. Hello, and joining oh. us, we have Rayderly Sterling, hey. Alan Hello. Graymont, Chris Meese, and as always, our wonderful, amazing, beautiful producer, Teresa. Hello. So a lot of Fondazi have worked front gate. Who here has worked front gate and how long have you guys been up there? I've worked at the gate. For, I worked at the gate two seasons, and, I, and my daughter also worked, worked at the gate the last two seasons. And she tells me all kinds of fun stories there. Okay. Uh, I worked at the gate for oh gosh, at least five years. Yeah, oh, you, like that. Yes, at least five. Okay, years. I think I, I I worked there five or six years. Wow. I, yeah, I don't remember exactly what it, it was. A, over five years, like really. I believe I worked there about four. Many. And Teresa and I have never worked the front gate. I didn't know why did he even hire you? <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to work, if you're working to work the I front gate, it's like it's like job one. I've come through the front gate as a guest. Yeah, I've spent time up there. Did you? Uh, did, did Teresa or Adam? Did either of you do the games volunteer? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Adam just came straight into Fondazi. Yep. And Teresa came. I came straight into stage shows. <laughs> yeah. No academy, yep. no nothing, just straight to the stage. I- I was picturing Teresa coming in. She's like, yeah, I'd really like to join Academy. I'm like, no, dear. You're all far too elite for that. On your way to the stage. Off to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> you play a great, you're hired. Yeah. You get on the stage. Get off the stage. <laughs> Teresa's making a debut. Alan, you were, you were at my audition? I didn't know that. That was me. I, I had a Scooby-Doo mask on. You didn't know it was me. I had to pull it back to reveal I was, oh, I was really the school teacher or whatever. So the reason why we're discussing front gate <laughs> we were hoping to gather some stories of front gate some of the shenanigans that have happened up there are unique experiences you guys have had while working front gate first of all for people who never don't really understand front gate so we 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 do two or three hour shifts usually two hour shifts and uh but so the great part about front gate is you get to see everybody coming through the gate and and so you get to work in a lot of uh skills with talking and and with working with people so if you ever want to join the festival front gate's a great place to start i'll start with that i agree with that yeah and there's different positions to like and different shifts to do so like there's the taking of the tickets kind of as you walk in there's the exit gate where you uh as people are leaving and then there's used to be they don't as much anymore but uh, handing out programs Mm -hmm. um kind of wandering around in the front area and i know all of us have worked king's gate which is what they're you know the main gate yeah. um i don't know if any of us alan work yes i did oh you did work yes i did i have queen's gate did you get to yeah okay okay queen's gate is the smaller gate so, so. yeah we've never ever done that and there's also the pet gate 
I don't know if oh, either yes. of you yeah, guys I don't know did if the they even, I thought they had a special group I, that did that. I don't know if that's, that's true or not. Okay. Well, not when I worked there, but uh, that was a couple different managers yeah. since now. Yeah. And they have, I know they originally had like special groups doing like Petgate eventually, but uh, at one point I know they unionized, <laughs> Petgate sort of unionized. And uh, those people who um, specifically were working Petgate shifts, um, because there's a little bit more training involved <laughs> in that. And by training, we mean rules. Yes. Sure. So training. I think um, one of my favorite times at Front Gate or would be what we called um, front gate tennis when it was a really really slow shift like in the middle of the hot afternoon and we would see somebody come up with a sword and you have to piece tie that sword um and when i first started we just had ribbons that we were tying on and eventually we moved up to the zip ties, uh, zip ties. but what we would do is the the person would come to like say to my gate and I would apologize and tell them I'm sorry I don't do the you have to go to the weapons gate it's down there and then they would go down to the other gate and then the person at that gate would make up an excuse and send them back to my gate and we would see how many times we could get this person to go back and forth between our two gates and sometimes they got really mad and sometimes they just laughed at you so. <laughs> that was yeah Oh, and then, but also like, there's like how many piece ties, zip ties could you get on a specific sword or like a weapon? Um, and right. I must say, Raiderly, I think you and I both tag teamed one guy when he just started complaining. We both Mm -hmm. just started taking him out and just take like going crazy with his. Yeah. So loops and we made art with them at one point. Cause basically like, if you're going to be a, a jerk about bringing in a weapon that you have to piece tie, like that's the rules, right? You have to piece tie it. You, you can't be able to draw it in the middle of a festival day. We've had people do that and it doesn't end well <laughs> for anyone. And so no. we have to be able to piece tie it to you. Um, and we can, if you are like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever, you know, then, you know, we'll give you one little piece tie and, my favorites are always people are like, oh, I piece tied it myself. And I'd be like, hmm. And I know like several times, like, oh, let me just try that. And I try it. I'm like, that isn't piece tied <laughs> here. And now I'm going to put on a hundred zip ties on your sword <laughs> that you were so excited about, like showing off to everyone and looking cool. Or um, did you ever make like flower, like daisy chains out of the zip yeah. ties? I never did. Yeah. My favorite was when somebody brought a spear and they're like, well, I'll just piece tie this. And like, how do you piece tie a spear? You have to return that to your vehicle. there are some some of those weapons you're just like how do i piece tie that um huh (laughs) that is and we got creative a few times (laughs) yeah very creative yeah we did because that because we worked a couple different shifts together over the years Mm -hmm. really and i remember that when it was slower we would pull people over to help piece tie those ones because Mm -hmm. it was just needed to have some special adornment Yes. Or if they had like five different weapons on yes. at one point, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to call in everyone over here. <laughs> and just like this like flurry of activity. Imagine like, you know, cartoon like transformation where they just like, <laughs> and suddenly there's a million piece tie, uh, zip ties wandering, you know, on a person. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, I only ever worked morning gate and, and we were always was- far too busy for that. So it was... If you could piece tie it quickly, you would do that. Otherwise, you send them back to their car with something that couldn't be piece tied. And then it was tear tickets because there was an endless parade of people going through 
just yeah, the I'm agreeing, Chris. Yes, I agree, Chris. The morning shift because I opened every day, and the, the when you open up, the flood coming in for the first two hours is insane. It's like going into a football game or something. It is, yeah. but do, that I do miss that feeling of standing behind the gate and listening yes. for the cannon and waiting, and then opening mm-hmm. the gate and just that sea of people. Like that is. One of the best feelings and I, always, I think that I've ever I, I played the, oh, I played a character kind of out there in that in that area. And I played this kind of like a grumpier older guy who would always open the gates. All right, all right, stop it. All right, sit back. And I'd be yelling at people <laughs> as they're coming by. I'm like, you have to come go quickly. I'm trying to I'm trying to stand here. Get me my coffee this morning. I'm like yelling at him as he's coming through. And they and it, it was super. It was super fun. <laughs> and I would just like randomly change my character as I, I get bored of one character and just change it up for the next person because the thing about what we're going to forget is as people come by you know you, you see them for 30 13 seconds mm-hmm. and then you're a whole different person right oh then come on yep. in yep. off you is there anything did you ever have a like a line that you would say consistently well i would say i would say that different things to different people like uh like uh i would uh, i'd tell people a lot careful with that staff we don't need a staff infection you know that kind of stuff you know that kind of stuff <laughs> uh it, you know, they, things things like that would just like yeah, and you'd come, and the thing is, you think about bits that those things is you'd think about them, and sometimes you remember them for the whole day, and sometimes you remember them for the run, and sometimes you remember them for years. So, but uh, you know, it's always. It, but the thing is, it changes because they were different people. Like you know, when they start when they start wearing the uh, uh, the, uh, the they are like t-shirts, like the armor t-shirts, you know. And then you, that, of course, that that's perfect opportunity to do a whole bunch of bits with that, and you know, and and then you listen to other people and you'd steal their stuff all the time, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, yeah i will say like first shift was my favorite shift to do just because you could also like you were doing that same thing over and over again and i love the being able to repeat a bit um but also just the flood of different people and like they're all excited like when they're first mm-hmm. there in the morning like they want to be there and so their energy is yes. so infectious and you're just like you're excited they're excited everyone is super happy to be there <laughs> um by the afternoon people maybe are a little crabbier already like coming back mm-hmm. in or you know and so you kind of have to feel that out a little more but like just being able to do those quick you know hellos making an interesting greeting but also be super excited um because even though you're not a morning person, because I'm not a morning person, but you can fake it. And I will say that has helped me a lot in like the hallways nice. at my school. I will <laughs> say that one thing that makes that worse, so. though, when you're not a morning person, because I'm not one either, uh, is if you manage to stay up all night drinking and then have a morning Because <laughs> the sun there is kind of like God's flashlight in your face as you're taking tickets. It's cool. Oh. And so yes, I have a is. few distinct memories of kind of hiding back in the tunnel taking tickets and people coming through just giving me like this knowing look and then going in to enjoy the festival <laughs> now i have a unique experience i think from you guys and the fact that i don't think you guys had electronic tickets back when you did it so no, so we no. did not. well we right. just started so they, when yeah. i did it the front gate there was electronic tickets and you, you need a handheld device to scan and then it uploads and confirms the tickets are real uh, and we have had many people we talked about we can talk about that with other tickets. We've had a lot of people who try to get into the festival without having real tickets. That's interesting. Um, I have a couple of stories around that. But the thing about it is when you do that, there's like a delay and you have to gather everyone's papers and you have to do it. So once you do that, you have like this longer time you have to communicate with them. You know, you're you're being there, you know, and and, and I always make it a, a, a big deal about them sort of like coming in almost as like prisoners, like, all right, line up, line up, let's go. Line up, you know, I yell at them. 
and take their tick 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 tick. I'm like, uh, all right. And you have to start having this whole bit when you communicate with them, and like you see the wife, and you're like, you came here with him, all right then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm off at I'm off at eleven. <laughs> you say you say that kind of stuff all the time, you know. And that, so you need to like make it longer because you but because you have to scan these tickets, and they don't always work. So it's a really hit and miss system because it's like Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or whatever to the, the station. So you can you end up with having to like apologize in some ways and send people to different areas because you have this super long line of people in the morning, and then they, and somebody gives you like sixteen tickets to scan like because they came as a group, and you're like, oh, here we go. Because <laughs> only three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Readily. I was about to say you you did the scanning when it first came out, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Was... I did not. Mm-hmm. But and oh, go ahead, go on. I was going to say, we had a special gate for that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They only had the one gate. (laughs) It was the special gate. And I remember trying to count how many more we could get through with the tear tickets. Then whoever was running the scan, it was like a little race. Like who can beat who to get it through. And I remember like what Alan was talking about, where you'd be like, sweet, there's people coming and there's a huge line. And all of a sudden their line would just be gone. And you're like, what? shoot because you're behind because you can't do it isn't even that people will show up and they're and like the scanning is on their phone and they haven't even opened their phone they walk up to the front gate they walk up to you they're like all right i have my tickets and i'm like well you know wait all day you know and oh oh, they're on my phone and then and then then they're like scrolling (laughs) through their phone and then they're opening it up and then they're 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 showing it to you and they're they're, they hesitantly show it to you like like don't don't touch my phone you know and you're like ah okay (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm gonna have to do it. Like I have to reach over gently and t- you know take the scan. But uh, it's it is it is kind of like mm-hmm. I think the scan that I love the fact that it's paperless. You know that's a really cool thing for the environment, and I appreciate it. But it is uh, such a clumsy clumsy system compared to just handing a piece of paper or painting. My pet peeve with the yeah. with the paper tickets was you'd get a group that would come up that have ten people and they'd hand you all the tickets and they you'd tear them off except one friggin' ticket is backwards so you tore the top off the souvenir portion of the ticket. Oh no! You know I had a confrontation with somebody who really got pissed with that so I I, I got really good in the habit of like taking the tickets and quickly fanning through and re, re, redoing it because people really do want their souvenir portion of that and I I appreciate that so yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Well, I mean, it's dealing with the public every day and sometimes people are, you know, they have everyone has their own little proclivities and we just have to remember like they are yeah. there to have fun, right? That's supposedly like and we're there to have fun supposedly and you just want to be like it's okay. Like we'll figure this out, dude. And that was um usually it's around like people like why can't I bring in my, you know, giant thing of rum and coke? I'm a pirate. I should be able to bring in my alcoholic uh, beverage. And they're just like, <laughs> no. Nope. People dump their beverages. Uh, it was. They have the option of bringing it back to the car, which I am so glad I was not working when the the when the giant yes. pit of doom that people had to climb up through to yeah. get to the front gate in the first place. I'm glad that that was not a thing. But when look I was at despair. That's because look at despair when somebody looks at their. $40 bottle that they brought in and then they look back at the long walk it'll take to get back to the car and they're just they and they just like in slow motion they just reach out and hand it to you with this uh. 
and and there are there are obviously things they let you bring in like all the baby they, they've never we've never stopped anybody bringing in baby food and baby products and things like that because oh, yeah. you know, put your bottle in the diaper bag or get a camel pack and fill it with whiskey because that's the only way you're getting it. <laughs> I mean, oh, Eric. Eric we're neither endorsing Chris's ideas. Eric or... actually caught Eric actually caught somebody <laughs> trying to bring a a, a, a bottle of uh, vodka in a baby in a in a, in a uh, basically a baby nursery um, bottle. He did. He he because he moved he oh, moved wow. around and, and, and moved and looked at it and he picked it up and it looked like water it looked like water so he smelled the tip and apparently you could smell it so he opened it and he was like no yeah he caught somebody <laughs> like it, it was I was like wow you're you're in you're like that was that was pretty I was pretty impressed wow. with that because you know you don't. You're not like you're not necessarily you know you're looking for people's stuff because you have to, but you're not like disassembling their cart and you know. I never looked for what was obvious. I never dug through people's bags. It's like if you're bringing it in, you oh, know. Never. I grew up with my mom smuggling all our treats into the movie theater in her huge purse. You know, and that's why the cans of pop. And, I used to smuggle and in Chipotle, theaters, and that's why the theaters are closed now. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Just doing my part, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Like we never did that. I my my I was like too afraid of breaking the rules ever to do things like that. So I've had to learn and grow as a as a human being, <laughs> as an adult. I'd be like, that's it's okay. Four, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying but, to explain to Haley why it was okay for me to smuggle in our Chipotle dinner was very hard when she was <laughs> like, well, um, because I have no reason why this is a good thing. So. Because it's nine dollars. <laughs> For just, a licorice, so that's why you haven't lived to smuggle twizzlers into a cinema. <laughs> and also, awesome. I understand. You know, I mean, uh, because you know, you already have to pay ticket price, and then you have all the food and everything is so expensive. So I, I understand that it's uh, it, you know, it's, it's you know, that as as somebody who works the front gate, you know, you all those people understand that you know, you're not you're not just being sinister for being sinister. Right. Yeah. And I would like to also say that if you would like to smuggle us in donuts, you can say these are for the Fondazi Fire Circus and they will let you bring them to our stage. I am just it saying. But, but then you have to <laughs> at least bring half of them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes you do. And you actually do. We require this payment. <laughs> and, I mean, that's always my favorite thing. Honestly, it's I one of the favorite things I remember doing and it's just like ticked off my brain right now was being able to on slightly slower mornings, usually Sunday morning, like you get your first rush and then about when there's about a half hour left of your shift, it gets a little quiet. Um, do you remember like playing leapfrog and like switching between gates? Like mm-hmm. everyone would be like, break and like you'd switch. And then yep. and everyone, people and would just, look like, at watching. you really weird. Like what just happened at that? My, my, yeah. mm-hmm. And you just. But what I would do is I would like, and it would work. I would work the afternoon shift when it's, where it's very quiet. You know, people come up randomly once. I'd wait for yep. someone to walk up the entire hill, and then I would look at them like, "Oh, sorry, I'm on break now." And I'd walk, <laughs> I walk, I walk, I walk back and close the door. And 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 just and just be, oh. and just be like, just like one moment. And I just went and wait. And wait I just That's wait. Like, I just wait like. For as long as I possibly could to hear, and I'd hear them talking, and it'd be, I'd literally get things like, "Are they serious?" <laughs> like, like, and I just wait for. Them. I open up, I look back, and I open the gate partially. I'm, I'm like, "Oh, still there?" All right, one moment, close the gate. 
Like, oh, that's so, so good, good on you. Good on you. Unionized, you know, unionized. Take the tickets. Just, just the look on her face was like, I just walked up oh. this, this entire way. But like late in the afternoon, there's only one or two gates open, you know. And if, and if yeah. like one person yeah. has to do um, a break, you know, bathroom or whatever, then there's only one person at one gate. And when you do it, you pretty much have control of the entire entry. For the entire festival. So yeah, whenever I had that power, I made fun of I made use of it as best I could. <laughs> I like uh, that. That was good. Speaking of unions, back when we were doing a pet gate, there was a pet gate that was kind of a separate but still part of so the normal staff um would work pet pet gate as well. Uh nowadays they have a special group that that's just what they do. Um but you but pet gate you got um there were a few extra perks because at one point in time they unionized and the people who worked the pet gate uh, were like, we have demands and they demanded things like, you know, I think a pony and a few other things like in their, in their contracts I'm, to work. Pet I'm gate. pretty sure we all wrote a list with them one morning. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Like we were like, Oh, you should I, ask for this. Oh, you should ask oh, for yeah. this. Yeah. I do remember we that. Like, yes, yes, yes. It was a slow Sunday or something. And they're like, we're going to unionize. And we, I, I remember really thinking that they were just joking like yeah. when they were like, we're going to unionize. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, ask me these ridiculous things. And there was like candy or like, you know, places to like, I think it was like a bench to sit on, you know, like things, you know, some of it ridiculous, some of it mundane. And um, the director of the gate at the time, like he met their demands. And so there was a, at, and he gave them a stuffed pony for the pony, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, he was able to meet everything except the pony part. And then he's like, and here's the stuffed pony. Ah! And they flipped out, and was that Todd? Us, you know, and there was a stuffed. Yeah, it was Todd. Yeah, I uh, Todd. I did too. Todd was fun. <sighs> he was. He was and very supportive, and always had your back. And I loved yes, it. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And um, which also made it fun was just like the people who have run the gate the people running the gate now and the people running the gate Todd when we were there like they are very that's part of why it's a good place to work when they have they support you and even if like you're not sure what's going on um they are you know very open and honest and willing to work with you um and it's not always been the case always on all management (laughs) obviously um but I know um Jen and Eric now Eric has worked that front gate for a bajillion yeah, years when I was there. So yeah, he, he, he okay. actually is the reason why my daughter, uh, works there. Um, so we, we, she had, she was going to ha- work at a different shop a couple years ago. And for some reason there was a mix up. And so the very first morning of before first day, we go to the shop and they don't know who she is. And there's like all this mix up. So I'm like, I guess you're not working anywhere. And we're walking back and Eric's walking to the front gate. And this is early, early in the morning. And he's like, "Come on, we'll get you started at the front gate." And he he uh, he talked to her for the whole way down there, and they've worked it the last two seasons, and I'm sure she'll keep working there. She loves it. So he's like he like uh-huh. recruited her. He's and and I and the thing is, you know, I I trust him, so you know, to hang out with my kid and and have a good time. So they and, and she loves doing the front gate, and she loves Eric too. So yeah. How did everybody get started at the front gate? Actually, I just actually I uh, I just I just. Uh, called the current manager when she was there or I Facebooked her. I, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to come work at the front gate. Is that cool? And she was like, all right, cool. 
I said, she said, when she's like, when do you want, when do you want to be there? I said, let's do it early in the morning. Cause I, that's what I, I like the fact that there's a lot of people, you know? So yeah, I, so I, mm -hmm. yeah, she was very, very cool. She was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. So I got started at Frontgate because back in the day, there was a new entertainment director every five seconds and <laughs> they'd come in and they'd slash the budget and everybody that had money lost it. And the next thing you know, you can still work here, but you're going to do it for free. And Frontgate was one of the few places that paid and they had a meal and it was a pass. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was technically still street, but I was also Frontgate and that's where my money came from. Uh, initially, it took me a while to work back up to making any cash on street because um, back then didn't have hat pass or any of that stuff. So I basically went there for a paycheck uh, and stayed uh, because it was a great place to be, good community. It was kind of like family and there was always food. And it was one thing I knew what I was doing all day. So uh, I went to the gate. Was there food backstage or what? where was the so food, food backstage? From? Everybody brought something. It was kind of a potluck. Um, and they would bring us food and water during break. So you'd get a bowl of grapes and glass of water or something like that while you were out at the shift. Uh, so you could kind of munch a little bit and then, you know, just keep carrying your tickets and doing your thing. And then when he went back, there was, you know, there's always bread or cheese and soup and uh, just something you could grab and go. Garlic, yeah. mashed potatoes. So good. Meatballs. Something. Meatball, yeah. Cool. It was, it was a nice, like Chris said, a good family feeling yeah. there you uh -huh. you watched out for each other you talked to one another one another you made sure that everyone was okay and then occasionally dane and tom would roll up with an empty five gallon water jug and they would fill it with coffee and sanka instant coffee crystals and the caramel sauce and everything you could think of that was dessert and make death by coffee and they would fully caffeinate the entire yeah. village and then everybody would crash at three o'clock and it'd be this pile of peasants on a lawn somewhere who all did death <laughs> by coffee ran around screaming all morning and then hit the ground just flat <laughs> so, yeah that was always good <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, oh once in a while we get a treat of uh roasted garlic oh. jules mm -hmm. and jules and fish would bring garlic. roasted garlic it made me so happy <laughs> and everybody so and, and, and occasionally mm -hmm. i would say not everybody but every occasionally there are there are, there are other uh people on cast who would who would uh bake or make things and they would walk around the festival and hand them out to other people as like a as like a treat. And they they'd always stop at the front gate people and, and hand us cookies or or bread or whatever. So yeah, we I never left hungry, that is for sure. I started at Front Gate similarly to Chris. Um I had um started out at under contract at irish cottage and then i went to work with my dad at the next kind of traveler uh romani show and then that went kaput after a season and i had no place to go basically and i needed a home base i was still like 14 at that point so like i needed a place to be um that you know the and getting a paycheck was going to be helpful um but mostly i just needed like I have a reason to be here and I have a place, you know, and a time that anchors me and then I get to go do whatever I need to do the rest of the day. But at least I have this anchor during the day. That's and very that's useful where I started. Anchor. You're right. Mm -hmm. I, I started at the front. What? Alan? No, I was going to say you're right in the fact that it's a great place to start uh, because you get, you're not there all day. 
but you have a home base to always go back to and it gives you a place to explore the rest of the festival during that downtime to find your other places. So if you're a person who doesn't really have a, a place or wants to be at the festival but doesn't have a group that you came into the festival with, it's a great place to start because you have a whole lot of time to explore all the other places. And trust me, there's a lot of groups out there that are often looking for people, but you know, if you don't, if you don't know that they're looking, then you don't know. So. The front gate, front gate always mm -hmm. needs people, so they're always hiring. So if you want an in, it's a great place. Do they still have the rule that you have to have an outside contract? Like you have to have like a street contract or another contract to get into the festival and then you can work gate? Or do they hire people now just for I was, gate? I don't I was know. hired just for front either. gate. That's basically the reason why I came into the and, okay. But they gave me a typical, a regular street contract along with that mm -hmm. so like like uh, for me gate now yeah. I, and again I, I don't know because i i knew the person who was running the gate so i don't know if uh if that's a typical thing so but but um but but i know it's possible that they give you a basically a, a street contract like a street person and then uh and then part of that is that you yeah. have to do your shift which was perfectly fine by me i yeah i think it's still just like they want people who audition and go through the yes. academy process before, right. I mean, I know, think I can't well, just it, be like, I'm going to work front gate and then, right. but it know. helps to have the Academy process to be able to interact with the people coming in and it, mm -hmm. having that. And I think it's even more important for the front gate. Yes. And you can sign up and go to Academy and, and have a place to be at the end and you, you get the training and the help. So, I mean, you can work front gate and go to Academy. It's, it's actually recommended. So. And I would guess, and I would guess if you mm -hmm. went to Academy and you asked somebody there, they could tell you who to contact or how to contact people for the front gate if that was something you're interested in doing. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're, that's a great suggestion to start at Academy because, I mean, I did do Academy. So, yeah. So I started front gate. Um, I still had my entertainer's contract and it, it was my third year out there. And I started because the year before, my second year out there, um, there was a boy who worked there named Kurt. Really, do you remember Kurt? I, I do. Um, <laughs> I do and Kurt, Kurt and I were very, we became very close. Mm -hmm. And um, he was not there my first year at Front Gate, but Todd, the Front Gate manager, was like, you're always up here. You should work for me next year. And I said, okay. So that's how I started was because Kurt was there and I was always at Front Gate with Kurt. <laughs> I know the oh. shocks everybody who knows me that a boy would start that, but and then I stayed there for years. And then you're like, oh, this is actually awesome. And I love yeah, the front gate. It's about the boys. <laughs> so what one of my favorite all-time memories of festival, I have many, but like there is this morning at Front Gate when I was doing uh the programs. So as Raiderly said, we would have a stack of programs and we would make bits and hand them out to people and give them to people and, and try to get rid of our stack. And you would, when you'd be done with the stack, it's in the towers, there'd be boxes. And um, when you'd be done with a box, you would throw the box over the gate. You would say, yell, I remember incoming or box oh, or yeah. something, and you would toss it over the gate. So one morning I tossed it over the gate and I turned to walk away and it came back at me. <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? So I picked it up and I again yelled incoming or box and I tossed it over the gate. And once again, it came back at me. So a third time, I toss it over the gate, and this time, like, 12 boxes came flying at me, and I screamed, and I, like, covered my head and shrunk down, and then I heard just a whole bunch of laughing on the other side of the gate. <laughs> and what yes. happened was our friend Sam oh. uh, from the 
the uh, tatters. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was in the tatters at that point, but he he was, I don't know what he was doing, if he was walking or standing, but he heard the incoming and saw the box and he ran over and tossed it back at me. <laughs> so after the second toss, he like motioned everybody who was back there to come and grab a box and throw it back at me. <laughs> it made lots of people laugh I, from who was coming into the front gate. Like there was just laughter <laughs> everywhere. That's awesome. Good job, yeah. Sam. We did a lot of fun things. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Maybe this is why I didn't give you fry oh, bread yeah. for years. That's right. Oh, oh, oh. stab! Oh, I love you, Sam. I really do. If you're listening, there's a we maybe we should say there's a running joke of <laughs> Sam not getting fry bread from Katie that has been going on for over a decade now. I did make it for him on one of our Halloween pumpkin days. Mm-hmm. Remember, I don't know if you oh, were here that, yes. there that year, but I yeah, made I made it. There that year. I didn't make it. Yeah, we brought everything with and made it over at the, the, yeah. at the house. Oh, I haven't done it since. Just no. <laughs> 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 one year. <laughs> he finally you got bread. bread. Yeah, I did. I know, yeah. it, it's only been like 20 years. I've known Sam a long time. Right. Uh. So do you guys have other fun stories of well, one of the like things that, that do happen at the front gate that we're not necessarily a part of if we're working the front gate and more like what 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 Fondazi would know is that there's a lot of bits that go on outside from other groups like in front. So we're almost like when you're working there, we're almost like backdrop, you know, they're coming to work out. And in the evening, there's all as you're exiting, there's a lot of people out there doing things. But even during the mornings, uh pre-front gate, they have a whole free freight front gate show that they do. And a lot of times the people will stick around. And they'll yell down things from from the ramparts down, and and uh, it's always fun because you get a different eclectic group of people all the time that are that are yelling things down at you, and and so people, so though as people are coming in, you're getting immediate interaction with them, but there are people behind you that are that are being interacted with by other actors from either above or out there. So there's a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot going on. So I always recommend people come early for many reasons to avoid traffic, but also there's like the whole front gate experience that you don't get if you come at ten, you know, or, or so. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Yeah, Brett and I have one bit that we do in the morning, which is just so much fun. I would like to say in quotation marks, Brett and I, because I'm never there with you guys. Right. Just, just 99 percent of the morning. It's a yeah. It's it's a bros thing. Though. But the <laughs> <laughs> the basic ten uh, the basic plot of the of the bit is to yell very loudly well not yell but talk very loudly about going to see a fire show and we kind of banter back and forth about what show fondazi show what what do they do they a have fire, fire show but right. <laughs> where is the fire show what yeah exactly but the my favorite part of that bit is that brett and i will and and Katie on occasion and Chris and Chris will will assimilate with the massive crowd. We won't just start at the back. We'll wait until we're in the middle. And you and wait then, until you're far apart sometimes too. Yeah, and <laughs> just get really close to people that don't even notice that you're there, and then speak so loudly as to make people jump out of their <laughs> skin because you're so loud right next to them. I thought you were talking about the arms up. Oh, yeah. We also do arms up during cannon blast because everyone is telling everybody to plug their ears and we're telling them to put their hands in the air. And then we all go, yeah. woo! Like a roller coaster. <laughs> so, 
which that's an easy yeah, one. Cup your ears. Don't poke. Don't don't put your fingers <laughs> yes. in your ears. Cup good, them good away. No, put your hands in the air. It makes it more fun. So Bigger so every head. so every year <laughs> for many years, um, vilification would take over one morning, and they would they would uh, do all of the gate work. But we we as gate attendants would still actually work that day some of us and what we did is we worked out in the crowd and what we do is we try to piece tie everybody and get all that stuff done before they got to front gate because vilification when they took over it did not flow well all the time you know because because they were having they were having a great fun with all and really entertaining everybody and so we would try to take over and, and do as many pre things as we could so that was our opportunity to kind of interact with people more as a as a front entertainers and that was always kind of fun because you got to you know do stand up walk, walk with people and I would do things like I'd walk with people in line and I would just basically complain about the festival the whole time. Like, you know, just having a good time with them. Like, like oh, I wouldn't go here. I heard this under the festival down the block. You know? and, I'd, and, I'd, and Just like just talk, talk to them and just like to look at me. And it would always take them a second to realize that I was actually working there. So it was really funny. So, uh, and then I, and I, I, I was like, you're doing something with that? Might as well peace tie it. And they said, you know, peace tie their, their weapons or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, nice. so we we'd have we'd have fun with that, and then we got a chance to interact with people. But that was like the one day, and it was a lot of fun. And it, I appreciate it. Vilification tennis was back when they they'd come on do it because they always really make a very different experience for everybody. Yeah, end of the day. You know, we, Did you guys ever find ahead. that that every year was slightly different with what bits could and could not work? And that's true. The, well, because the, I remember one year I could tell people smoking. That they needed to extinguish their sugar, their cigarette inside because uh, we followed the Clean Air Act indoors, and they were like, "Oh, okay." As they walked into the gate, <laughs> they extinguished their cigarette. But I tried it the next year, and the like, people got mad at me like consistently. So I stopped after the first weekend because I was like, "Well, okay, this is not working anymore." There's a there's a um, the challenge that the rules do change at the festival from year to year, and because you know people don't like look online to see what the rules are for the year. So as people come up to the festival, you know, uh, for example, one of the things that w were not permitted anymore was masks that covered your face. They just they wouldn't let them do it anymore. And so many knights would come in and people who are dressed up and they they put all this cosplay uh, time into their costume and they say you can't bring them in. And I felt really bad uh, about it. So I always tell people check on a line for the rules before you come. Cause they do change sometimes. Like uh, they didn't get, they used to not, uh, they used to allow like fake guns, but then they wouldn't even allow fake looking guns. So if you had like a, uh, a, a, like a pirate pistol or something, pirate, pirate pistol, or something we, that was very popular. We have, we have to have them either go back to the car or we had to put them at the, at the, uh, the answer booth uh, and they could store it there for the day and come back and pick it up. But yeah, like the rules do change. And, and it, it, it I feel really bad because uh -huh. you know, they tell you the rule and you're like, Oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> well and it used to be a million years ago you know uh at the pet gate this they used to let anything you could put on a leash you could bring in you know and then they used, and i don't even know if they like you just need to have like proper identification tags and i think like you know that showed that they were up to date on their shots mm -hmm. so like there were iguanas that came in and cats and ferrets and like all sorts of creatures came into the pet gate. Um, Cause, and as long as it could be on a leash, it was, you know, allowed in, um, which not every animal was thrilled about the walking around festival grounds all day. <laughs> um, sometimes they were, uh, I saw a lot of parrots, um, which was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> ferrets, right? a lot of parrots. 
Yes, ferrets and parrots. Parrots and ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have a song in here somewhere. <laughs> and so that reminds me of a, a story when I was working for Kate. Oh, um, yes. It was in the afternoon. Well, mid afternoon. It, it wasn't. Was it in the? I think it was like two, like one or two ish. Mm-hmm. It was the afternoon shift, and I was working with um, Jen, or Jenna, and. Uh, she she's like katie there's a horse i'm like huh you're funny she's like no katie there's a horse and i'm like no judge and she's like no katie turn around there's a horse and i turn around and there's a woman riding a horse to the front gate (laughs) and i remember like my eyes got big and she goes i'm gonna run and get todd i'm like look at todd and so she ran and grabbed todd our manager because she was like i am not dealing with this person and um thankfully todd talked to her but she uh she she was bought a ticket for the horse and she insisted that it was her enchanted husband um, and that he needed to come in. And she was very angry that we would not let him in. Um, There were some very choice words used from her (laughs) end and then safety security was called and and the head of security was called. Um, And I believe at that point, everybody in the festival who worked there knew that there was a horse at front gate. (laughs) Yep. Well, wow. That's the, the tricky yeah. part is that she actually went around the festival and came in the horse gate where the jousters come in, and they just let her in. Yes, because, she did. Because she had a horse. That was the horse gate. <laughs> and so she was right. on site for a while yeah. before she was eventually then escorted out. But yes. So she just yeah, rode up. So if you if your husband yep. has been enchanted into a creature, I recommend calling ahead. To <laughs> figure out if they'll be allowed in. Also, if you have proof of enchantment, yes. that really helps. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yes, we need a, a certificate records. of authenticity. And but not the human vaccination records. I know that that seems appropriate, but often it'd be. I think it'd be yes. interesting to be enchanted into a horse. That'd be kind of a you know, if I was going to be enchanted into a creature, a horse would be a great one to be. You know. So, I mean, they made a good choice. Made a good choice. Yes. Nay, good sir. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Nay, sir. Well, I truly appreciate all you guys for working at the front gate, honestly. It seems like it is a great place to work. I'm kind of sad that I never got to do it. But, you know, you guys are, are the front line. You're the one having some really fun interactions with patrons, but also some really difficult ones. And that's to be commended. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to the Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us, anything that you want to know, then email us at fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll see you next time.